재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 One by one is our exploration of a fundamental change going on in Korean society. For a long time, Korean life was carried out mainly in collectives and groups. But today, it's more often than not a solitary path and often by choice. And our guest today is someone who's quite comfortable embracing that solitary path, at least for now, right? Yes. <laughs> Chris Kim is a Korean-Canadian who runs a language consulting business, and he teaches English to business professionals. Having gone through a divorce in the Korean system, he is striving to get back on his feet in every way, and he's also here to share with us his journey. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in um, and talking about what could be, I guess, a potentially painful subject. But mm-hmm. thank you for just sharing your experience. Yeah, I think my goal today is just to not end up in tears. Oh, okay, show, I'll so. try. I'll try. Okay. And <laughs> I let's, joke. I'm, all right. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. But um, let's begin with, I guess, an introduction, I guess. I mean, you've lived in Korea for a while. We talked before we actually went on. So give us a little introduction, how you got here, how long you've been here, etc. Sure. Uh, I was born and raised in Toronto, mm-hmm. Canada, and uh, finished university. I started working, and I worked at a bank for about a year, and I was kind of restless. Um, the job itself was a lot of sitting down at a computer, mm-hmm. and I like moving around. I like working with my body as well, too. So I decided to come out to Korea, uh, partially because of you know, my Korean roots. Mm-hmm. Also, I had a f- couple of friends out here already. So I came out to initially teach and then eventually find a job in a Korean company. Right. But um, my Korean was not even close to being good enough to join a Korean company at that mm. point. So instead of doing that, <clears throat> I was actually encouraged by um, one of my clients to actually start my own business, mm-hmm. like a language consulting shop. Right. So just teaching, basically. But mm. I do a full range of stuff. But yeah, so I, I've been doing that for pretty much 10 years now. Obviously, you enjoy it, I guess. I do. I mm-hmm. do. It's very fulfilling, uh, especially when you help people go overseas as well, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of clients that are either going to study or um, they're being relocated for like a year or two. Or sometimes mm-hmm. even like I think I'm teaching someone who's um, going to be abroad for about three to five years okay. right now. So just helping them prepare, mm-hmm. acclimate to like the culture in North America, Western like, kind of culture. But it goes up. The opposite way as well. I mean, I don't know how often you visited Korea uh, mm-hmm. before you actually moved out, but adjusting to life in Korea could not have been that easy as well. I mean, as you said, the language barrier, the cultural barrier. I mean, there's a lot of Koreans in Toronto as well, but mm-hmm. actually living in Korea, facing it day by day, it, it's a different experience. You get a cultural shock, no? Didn't you have any troubles fitting in at a- first? Absolutely. Um, what was the most difficult part? Well, when I was, I used to visit a lot when I was younger, um, like maybe every other summer until I was 14. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I was a child then, so I didn't really know. So I thought Korea was this fun place where you go, you go to Lotte World, you enjoy like the food and, you know, just the summertime I would be here. So um, uh, that was my first impression. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, I grew up in a Korean family, although my dad's first language is actually English. Mm-hmm. But my mom was a very Korean mom. Mm -hmm. So my perception of Koreans was more like they were conservative. Uh, Obviously, a little more like, at least in terms of like visibly, Mm -hmm. more more conservative. Like the way they dress and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember my dad saying uh, when I first came to Korea when I was in high school, he said, you know, Koreans don't wear shorts. Korean girls don't wear shorts. They don't mm-hmm. wear short skirts. Mm-hmm. And everyone was wearing shorts and oh, short yeah. skirts. Yeah, Did you also get a culture shock? Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely. So I was, I was shocked. I was like, whoa, what is this place that I've come to, right? So 
Um, obviously, culturally, there, there are a lot of differences, you know, between Korean culture and the culture I grew up in. So, um, yeah, just think that that took some time. But eventually, I think someone, someone told me something. They said, adapt, don't adopt. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to adopt all no. the, mm-hmm. the, the, the things that they believe here. But you can adapt, mm. right? So that you don't offend people right. or at least you kind of fit in. Yeah. Well, you know, um, my cousin also grew up and um, was born and raised in the U.S. And he mm-hmm. first came out here for an extended time during university and fell in love with it. And I asked him why, because he never had any Korean friends. He didn't really seem to embrace his Korean roots. And he said it in one word, girls. <laughs> I, I swear. I mean, sure. he said it was the girls. I mean, he loved to party here. And then he said the women here are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Did that factor in as well for you? A little bit. I would have probably said, if you asked me that question, I would probably said nightlife rather than girls. (laughs) Because I think it's more uh, encompassing. Uh So uh, I think it's just, you know, everything's convenient here. Um, You you talk about, like, people say New York is the city that never sleeps. I think actually Seoul is a city that really actually never sleeps, right? Um, Everything's open at all times Mm -hmm. of the night and day. Right. And of course, obviously, the women were definitely different from the women that I met mm-hmm. back in Canada. Okay. So also, yeah, I mean, as a foreigner as well, too, you have some advantages in that area. You do? I think, okay. generally speaking. Because, right. I, I mean, you have that element of you're, you're not a typical Korean mm-hmm. guy, right? So there's something foreign or exotic about you. I see. So there are some, some areas where it does play to your strengths, I guess. All right. But then sometimes... against you as well too okay. mm-hmm. perfect segue then um, so that we can sort of go into the divorce uh, not the divorce the marriage part sure um, um, you were married to a Korean or did you meet her in Korea no no, no. Uh, okay. so my ex-wife was Chinese Australian Uh-huh. Yeah, so she was actually a Hong Konger, but she was born and raised in Sydney. Okay. So yeah, I met her in Hong Kong while I was out there visiting friends. Wow. Yeah, so that's how I ended up meeting her. And it was a long sort of distance relationship for a yeah, while then? Yeah, it was a long distance relationship, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you don't want to dwell on this too long. So you were married for how long and then? Uh, we were together for a little less than a year and a half. Okay. And then we separated. m h m And, um, yeah, like it took a lot of time for me to kind of process that as well, too. It's not something that I wanted uh, initially. And um, so at the end of the day, it wasn't what she was Mm. ready for. So I had to let that go. Did she end up moving here to Korea? She did. So she was in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. uh, working. Mm -hmm. And then she she came to Korea. And that was kind of tough for her as well, too. Just acclimating to a new environment, Mm. too. So you were Mm. married and I presume also divorced in Korea as well. Yes. How was that process? It's not so difficult. It's pretty easy. When you get married, you go to the the government office and Mm -hmm. they'll tell you to go to your respective uh, embassies. Mm -hmm. And you have to draw papers there as well too. Just to confirm that you're, you know, to your embassies that you are getting married as Mm -hmm. well. And then you take those pieces of paper to the Korean government and they'll give you your, your marriage certificate basically. And uh, in terms of the divorce, it was fairly simple. She had a lawyer instead of her because mm-hmm. she, she moved away back to uh, Sydney as well, too. Okay. So I just met with a lawyer and they handled all the paperwork mm-hmm. and 
it was done. I just went to the courthouse just saying, this is what I want, and that's it. Okay, so it sounds maybe not too different from what you would experience in Canada or anywhere else. Sure. All right. Yeah, I think think it's pretty similar. Although in in North America, there are a lot of, I think, bad divorces. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have all types of divorces, I'm sure. Yeah. But... um, Korean society has become much more open when it comes to divorce. Um, The stigma has Mm -hmm. been removed, I think, or lessened very much over the past maybe 10 or especially 10 years, but over the past 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you felt um, or sharing the news with your colleagues or your friends here in Korea. Did you sense um, any discomfort or did you feel any discomfort in in sharing that kind of news with people around you? Mm. Uh, Initially, of course, Mm -hmm. I think... uh, Um, shame is like a big part of the culture here as well too and also mm-hmm. just personally like I right. think a lot of people feel it so I think initially for me that's, this is not where I thought that I would mm-hmm. you know be that's not the situation I want to be in mm-hmm. so there was a lot of shame on my part but once I got over it and I started talking with people like people were much more accepting than I thought they would be as mm-hmm. well too so um, it took a lot of the fear out of having these kinds of conversations, I think. Did you mm-hmm. actually meet a lot of people who also experienced it or experienced it through an immediate family or, or friend near, oh, yeah. near to them as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I think there's... Like, I, know, I think almost everyone I know mm. knows someone who's divorced or exactly. is, you know, mm. has experience with that personally as well, too. Okay. So, yeah, there's a, there are a lot of people, definitely. Mm. So. It's kind of a support group as well, maybe. Um, helping you get back into the dating scene. Have sure. Have been helpful? Yeah. That's more just like, I think my friends, they're like, <laughs> you know, encouraging. They're like, oh, you should go out and get, get back out there. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel, I feel like comfortable doing that nowadays as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How are you doing that, if I may ask? Uh, I mean, I started dating last year, and um, I dated one girl for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Japanese, and then I dated... Did you meet her in Japan as well? No, you meet, I met her you in met Korea. Her here, okay. Yeah, so she was studying over here. Uh-huh. And then um, I met a Korean girl more recently, mm-hmm. and that was much shorter. Okay. Yeah. Was it difficult meeting um, new people? I mean, how... I don't know if you, how much detail you want to go into, but, and, and the issue of divorce, do you have to mention it? What are the rules? I mean, do you mention it in the initial meeting? Or? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so I don't know if there are set rules, uh-huh. but uh, I think for the most part, I like to be pretty upfront about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of people actually tell me, you don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't talk about it. Unless actually, it gets more serious. Sure. Yeah. So at that point, you can maybe, you know, Uh, reveal that mm-hmm. fact to mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. but there's no need to necessarily talk about it and I think they're right to a certain extent as well too I don't think that um, any one event doesn't define a person right. I think and so I think for a lot of people out there who feel self-conscious about it like you don't have to and also like it's not a stranger's business really at the end of the day so if you get to a point where I feel like You know, you're close enough and you feel like you can trust this person with this truth about yourself, then I think that, um, yeah, at that point, revealing it is probably best. Mm -hmm. Because at at that point, hopefully, you have a relationship and there's some trust built up. And in Um, your experiences, you haven't uh, encountered any negative reaction after revealing that you have been divorced? I mean, there's always negative reactions, but... Uh, I think people process it differently. Mm. So more recently, um, it was a little bit more... Um, hmm, how would I put this? 
You're, yeah. you're talking about the most recent yeah, relationship? Yeah, the most recent relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, I think with, the, with Koreans, it's a bigger deal, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So as much as people are getting divorced nowadays and it's becoming more commonplace, it's still, I think, at least in the parent, like parents' view, a little bit taboo. Right. So I think that makes it a little difficult for people sometimes as well too. I guess if the other person is chohon or they're thinking about getting married for the first time as well, they would sure. um, maybe have, take a step back or they would reconsider just a little bit mm-hmm. as well. But as you mentioned, if you have a good relationship and a level of trust going on already, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a big factor, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think their, their main concern is just like, why did the divorce happen? Yes. I think they're concerned about that. Mm-hmm. concerned about could this happen to me as well too so i think those are warranted kind of concerns Mm -hmm. at the end of the day what about um getting married again um Mm -hmm. you've had the experience um i think lots of single men when they ask their friends who are married they'll usually say yes you should get married i mean if you're going (laughs) to regret it the most common answer i hear is you're going to regret it either way if Mm -hmm. you get married or don't get married so you Mm -hmm. might as well try to get married go through with it and then regret it later sure Um, so i don't have as i don't have as much of a cynical view as that i think that's kind of cynical the way that they're looking at relationships um but i you know i obviously do want to i do want to get married um I want to have a family. This mm-hmm. is something that's always been important to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, having been divorced, it's given me a perspective on, I think, people, relationships, and mostly myself. So hopefully I can do it better next time, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely, I would definitely... consider getting married again as well okay mm-hmm. well i wish you the best of luck out there in the dating scene mm-hmm. um thank you so much for coming in again Chris, no problem thank thanks. you